welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. And uh, let me just tell you right off the bat, in about 30 minutes at 9.35, uh, Jeff Hayes is going to be with us. He's the director of the movie The Real Anthony Fauci. Um, he's going to be on board. He's uh, got some revelations that he's going to share with you. Uh, so you very well may be the, uh, the first people to hear that. Uh, that's at 9.35. Uh, in the final hour of the program at 12 o'clock, Kenny Zhu is going to be with us. Top school principal hides students' academic awards uh, in the name of equity. Oh, jeez, I can't stand government schools. Uh, in addition to that, you got Frost Your Buns Friday. Telephone number here is 874-9390-800-529-5572. You are uh, welcome to call on pretty much any topic of interest to you. uh, And uh, we'll see if we can get something going with it. In the meantime, uh, it it looks as though maybe McCarthy has cut a deal and just might get the vote over with today. I don't know, you know, there were 21 people who weren't voting for him for Speaker of the House. One just voted absent. Uh, The other 20 had somebody else in mind. I don't understand why some of the people who are, you know, stalwartly voting against him didn't themselves throw their hat in the ring. Why didn't somebody else come up and say, yes, I want to be Speaker? Uh, Justin Amash uh, did, but uh, I don't think that, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But somebody in the House of Representatives, one of these uh, twenty-one people who were who are against McCarthy, should have said, "Look, I'm willing to do this. I will lead the House of Representatives." Someone should have, and nobody did, and it should have been one of the twenty-one. You don't like what's being offered, and I understand that. I'm in their corner. But one of them should have said, hey, look, I, this is how I'm going to run things. Uh, and, and you can vote for me and know that we are really going to be conservative. Look at that, Brian. Education, public school enrollment is dropping down 3% or 1.4 million. That's 1.4 million kids that actually have a chance to grow up normal. Uh, Anyway, that's just a headline I saw. Anyway, let me get back to this. It's Frost Your Buns Friday. You can call on any topic you want. You are certainly welcome to to chime in on that. Uh, Then we got the the details on the the co-ed murders in uh, Idaho. Man, this guy, this guy was no criminal genius, Brian. This... No, he made a little boo-boo. In fact, uh, more than one. (laughs) Yeah, but how creepy is it that they have him kind of stalking the place? And and, uh, don't you want to know what the reasoning was? Was it because he couldn't get a date? Was it because it was a thrill kill? You know, we're not going to know... For sure, unless he pleads guilty and, and, and reveals it. Uh, maybe after the case at some point, he'll reveal it. But how about the genius of law enforcement? I mean, really. They had us thinking they had no clue. <laughs> they did Didn't that they? on purpose, yeah. Yeah, so that he wouldn't be aware that they were on to him. 
you know, anybody has any information on this car. They knew where the car was. They stopped it twice in Indiana. Uh, we, you know, they didn't talk about the sheath. And I understand they do that all the time. There'll be some things about the crime scene they won't reveal. Uh, and if the bad guy knows about them, then they know they've got the bad guy. But, boy, how about an attaboy for law enforcement on that one? They were careful. Uh, they dug into his garbage at his parents' house to get a DNA sample to match. I'm impressed. I am really, really impressed. You know, if the FBI does anything, that's what they should be doing. They should simply be aiding law enforcement in resolving criminal issues. Uh, you know, is, is uh, the fingerprint, the DNA, uh, all of that stuff. That's what they're good at. That's what they're good at. 874 9390 Froster Buns Friday. Let's go grab a phone call or two. We kick it off with Roger. Roger, welcome. How are you this morning? Oh, uh, better than I deserve. What's Say, on your I've mind? I've been going to uh, I've been going to Meekum auctions for about thirty years. It, there's one this weekend at Kissimmee, and I've never seen so many personal collections being sold. And I'm wondering if they're trying to send a signal in that industry, you know. So you'll see some of the most expensive and cars you probably never heard of sold in the next 10 days. So record it if you can or watch it. But what I really called about was yesterday you were talking about personal property tax. Yeah. Okay. I have a 25-unit apartment building that is 30 years old. I have all of the original refrigerators in it. They're uh, General Electrics, and they're good refrigerators. They've never broken down in 30 years, and I have to pay $7 personal property tax on those refrigerators. <laughs> it costs more than $7 to send me the damn bill. <laughs> you, I mean, you can't get any crazier than this. Uh, I mean, these people are in charge of all the taxes in Missouri. And quite frankly, uh, I just changed the registration on my motorhome, which is about $360,000 to uh, Utah. And I don't have to pay personal property tax on it. And yeah, Roger, 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 hold it, hold it, Roger, Roger, Roger. I, I don't want you yeah. to identify yourself uh, to the authorities. No. Uh, so I'm going to... No, I don't, I don't care. I'm too old. They can come get me. <laughs> I don't want to lose a listener. No. I'm 80. I'm 80 years old. I don't care. You know, up, you know? Unless you can listen in prison, I, you know, I don't want you to, to get in trouble. But I understand well, I only, what, you're, what you're suggesting is happening all over the place. They're buying vehicles yeah. in other states. They're registering vehicles in other states. They're, they're paying the road maintenance for Illinois or Utah or wherever because of the personal property tax. And who actually paid for the software to figure out how much your 20-year-old refrigerator is worth so they could tax it? Huh. What a stupid, stupid. Stupid tax. 
Roger, take I'm care, buddy. Yeah, thanks. All right. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I mean, it really is. It's such a stupid tax. And and I heard from people on the other side of the issue who thought we should, well, how are we going to pay for schools? Blah, blah, blah. How do they pay for schools in all the other states that don't have it? For crying out loud, get rid of the damn thing. Eigel, Senator Eigel, he's, he's really adamantly trying to get rid of that. Uh, we should get him on the program and see where he, what he's going to do this year. Because I will support him to the hilt if he gets rid of that. You know, why should I buy a boat in Missouri or an airplane or a, an expensive vehicle when I have to pay rent on it? And the more expensive, the and, and on top of that, these vehicles, are, their used vehicle values went up temporarily. So the taxes all went up. They should have gone down. Instead, they went up. It's, it's insanity. You know, Brian, what we should do is get another petition together, and then the day they mail out those uh, tax bills, we should be at the county uh, off, uh, uh, tax collection office and getting signatures right then and there. Because uh, it's insane. It's so stupid. All right. That's enough on the personal property tax. Paul on the speaker. Welcome. How are you? Hey, Gary. I'm just grateful. A happy new year to you. You but, too. Uh, yes. Um, my bones got frosted yesterday watching the political theater about uh, speaker, House Speaker uh, leader election. And a gentleman got up. I was watching Fox News. gentleman got up to nominate McCarthy. His name is French Hill. He's the rep from Arkansas, I think, 2nd District. And he started talking about uh, getting our fiscal house in order and that uh, how that's the big issue of, of the 20. You won't vote for McCarthy. And, and he actually, this is what he actually did. He actually said, let me show you a list of the people who write my office asking for us to cut spending. And he held up a blank sheet of paper. Yep. Yeah, and he said, this is how many people write our office telling us to, to cut spending. Uh, he's, but we get lots of letters from people who want us to increase spending. Uh, so I, all, all I'll say is um, I promise you, come this weekend, Blaine Lukemeyer will be getting a letter from me telling, hearing about my interest that we need to cut spending and get our debt under control. And I think I just might write Mr. Hill a letter down in Arkansas and tell him now Now you can say you've gotten a letter from somebody saying that we want spending cut. But I just, my jaw dropped yeah. that, that he's that they're so out of touch uh, about the precarious fiscal situation this country is in that, that he'd do that little, you know, object lesson with a blank sheet of paper. Isn't it our fault for not letting them know? I, I guess it is, but uh, I'll, I'll tell, you, tell you what, it sure it, it, it sure set a fire into me that um, you, you can bet my rep's going to hear from me, um, if, if not once many times, that, that that's that that's what I expect him to do. Uh, and when I vote for somebody who's, uh, when, I, when I look for somebody to vote for as my representative, it, is to be fiscally responsible and, and somebody who's, not out of touch as far as, um, well, 
you know, I... Well, look, I, I got to run, but Paul, okay. if you're going to send uh, Lutkemeyer a letter, ask him to sign on to the One Subject at a Time or the Read the Bills or the Write the Laws Act. Okay. Any, yeah. any one of those. Uh, just, uh, just to see if he's changed his mind. Yeah, yeah. All, All right, right, Paul. Yeah. Thank you. Glad, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, he's a small government guy. He's a Republican. He's supposed to be. Why would he not sign on to that? All right, up against the clock. Quick break. Uh, what, uh, literally, what is going on with the China flu and phony Fauci? We're going to find out in about 10 minutes at 9.30, well, 9.30 and change. On the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 9.23. Glad to have you with us on a Froster Buns Friday. Phony Fauci, what is he all about? We're going to find out in about 10 minutes. Uh, we have the uh, director of the movie that uh, is all about Phony Fauci coming on. If you've got questions uh, about uh, gain of function and things like that and, and money and, and how this guy got to the power that he has, you might want to call us. In the meantime, Froster Buns Friday... Uh, you can get me at GaryNolan.com. Send me a message. Pops up right here in studio. Or you can call us. 800-529-5572. If you're local, 874-9390. With that in mind, we go to the phones. Chuck is on the line. Chuck, how are you? Pretty good. You know, Gary, I used to uh, be 100% the same thought as you. Uh, people need to write their elected officials and leaders about these issues but when it comes to these economic issues i have completely changed my mind because i'm so frustrated with them what is just wrong with them doing what's right you know they know they don't need to be told they're spending too much i mean i'm just halfway college educated and i can see it i mean i haven't met anybody in the country that that doesn't see it so I don't think there's they have an excuse. Well, they actually, and it just frustrates me. See, they don't know that anybody's concerned or angry, and if they can get away with it, well, fine. So well, yeah, they may know concerned the or ang angry. They just need to do what's right, and it's not right to to bankrupt our our country. I agree. I agree. But as long as no one's complaining, you know, they're not going to be the one holding the ball. You know, they're going to be the one last one standing when the chairs are all taken. <laughs> They'll just keep playing the game. But if they find out that people are, are wise and angry and threatening their political positions, if they don't do something, then maybe you got a chance. The other problem you've got uh, is, uh, you know, it's entitlements that are killing us. And there's no oh, cure. There's no cure. I know it, everybody. Everybody expects a handout, and if they ain't got one, they're still going out looking for them. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's disheartening and ag aggravating, and yeah, it kind of keeps me riled 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But <clears throat> All right. Chuck, take care, buddy. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Head down to Springfield. Dennis is on the line. Good morning, Dennis. How are you? Good. Pretty good, pretty good, but I am kind of frosted. You know, all these entitlement programs, I've paid in over $200,000 to Social Security. Mm -hmm. in Social Security taxes. If that had been in my private retirement, not my government retirement, $4.8 million. Yeah, compound interest. <laughs> it's really a wonderful yeah, yeah, invention. Yeah, but the, the, government, the government's broke. They got $200,000 of my money. If they'd invested it wisely, they'd have a couple million, but they're broke. And 
any congressman that doesn't know they've got to cut spending should resign from office immediately. Yeah. They should, yeah. all, they should all leave. You would think so, but they won't. And you know what you yeah. hear from people? Uh, hey, I paid into it. I'm entitled. And the well, sad you know, truth yeah. is that money is gone. They spent it. Hey, Dennis you, Dennis, you said you uh, would have invested that on your own. You can't do that on your own. Oh, no, yeah. Because yeah, 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 uh, I'm, too, I'm too stupid. Yes, Only yes. the government is smart with money. But, you know, <laughs> you, you look at things and they pass a new gas tax. And they needed a half a billion dollars. They had to have the special long sessions to spend $4 billion in surplus. They're going to spend $6 billion in surplus this year. And, you know, people aren't smart enough to fight them. There's a form you can fill out and get all that money back. I'm making more money than I've ever made before, not working, and just spending the day managing my retirement accounts and getting money from the government for free. Why would anyone... Anymore, they've destroyed it. <laughs> Have yeah. a great day, and thank thank you for paying taxes. I appreciate you two guys. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty rats retired, and he's living off my money. Dennis, thank you, buddy. Appreciate the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, where are we going? Are we going back up to Columbia? Yes, uh, sir. Jim, welcome. How are you? Hi, I'm doing fine. To build off the previous caller's points, there's something else. Uh, I made a similar calculation as the amount I paid in Social Security and looked at the amount of uh, difference in, in funds it would have generated. But on top of that, you could live off the interest from those funds in a way better fashion than what you get out of Social Security. Yep. And on top of that, when you die, you could pass that money on to your kids. Yes. And that's something with socialism. Nobody but party members can ever pass anything on to their kids. Imagine. I mean, you are, I've, and I've said this before, because you are dead nuts on here. You accrue a, a, a million dollars, two million dollars, you live off the interest, you pass that on to your kids, uh, and then uh, they get to retire early. They continue to consume, uh, which drives the marketplace, but they create a job vacancy for somebody else because they're reinvesting that money. This country would be in such a state if it weren't for the Democrats, screwing the pooch every time. Well, I've never been referred to as dead nuts, but I think I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jim, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. <laughs> All right. Uh, 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. Phony Fauci. How did he get to where he is? What are the lies? What is the truth? I want to know. Uh, so we're going to find out in uh, just a few minutes uh, because Jeff Hayes is going to be on board. Uh, he is director of The Real Anthony Fauci, the movie. He'll talk about what new information uh, is about to be revealed about this uh, phony Fauci. Yeah, that's next. The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is 9.35. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Coming up at 12 o'clock noon, Kenny Zhu is going to be with us. Uh, he is the author of a book called An Inconvenient Minority, The Attack on Asian American Excellence and the Fight for Meritocracy. 
top school principal has uh, hides a student's academic awards in the name of equity. Really, uh, really disgusting. Uh, 1,200 students' academic achievements uh, held back in the name of equity. Don't want anybody to feel bad. Uh, so he's going to be on board uh, to uh, chat about that. Uh, and it is Frost Your Buns Friday on top of that. Uh, but right now, uh, phony Fauci is I represent news. science. You're really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. Well, we don't want to attack science. Science has an air of authority. So people who want to push back on authority, push back on science. Uh, it is the real Anthony Fauci movie. And Jeff Hayes is with us, director. Uh, Jeff, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm just perfect. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you on board. I, there's a certain amount of arrogance <laughs> just in your opening uh, on that uh, uh, primer for the movie uh, displayed by phony Fauci. Um, so uh, tell me what I'm going to find in this movie. Well, I, I was shocked. So that we, we made this movie based on... Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s book, The Real Anthony Fauci. Uh, the, the book was a publishing phenomenon. Uh, it Last year, in 2022, it sold over a million copies, 17 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list, and it did not have, still to this day, not one major media review. I mean, complete silence. You know, Bobby Kennedy Jr. was liberal royalty. He, he used to write an op-ed every uh, twice a year, at least for the New York Times. He could reach anybody by phone, uh, welcomed everywhere, and revered by Hollywood celebrities. When he entered into this issue, man, they shut him down cold. And in spite of that, this being the most suppressed book of my lifetime, uh, this book went on to sell a million copies. When I read it, I was stunned. I, I was not familiar with Fauci's long bureaucratic abuse. That is, is uh, the way he built a power base, uh, and it, it was a story that I knew had to be told. Talk, talk to me a little bit about the abuse of power. And, you know, is there a lesson in here for us? Uh, should we have these kinds of uh, people in uh, in the federal government where they're in control of our health care? Yeah, this is and this is the lesson. And, and this is why we can't let Fauci retires. We can't let this go. There are investigations going on. Uh, in Congress, there are investigations of Fauci and what he did in numerous states. Uh, we talked to, to several state attorney generals who are investigating. This story is coming out. It, what happened is it, it, the real watershed year uh, affected uh, COVID more than you might imagine was 1984. And that was the year that Fauci took over the NIAID, the Infectious Disease Department of the NIH. And it was not a, you know, big department, didn't have a big budget, but then AIDS exploded onto the scene. And Fauci jockeyed for control of the AIDS epidemic 
making sure it was called an infectious disease so it would fall under his department. And then he proceeded to build a $1.2 billion budget, $1.7 billion budget, I'm sorry. And he controlled where the research money went. So if you went against Fauci, then you found your your income and your you know your money for studies and and all your grants disappeared and so he had this base that couldn't speak out against him in the midst of this i don't know if you remember the movie the dallas buyers club with matthew mcconaughey yes where you know these guys were saving their own lives by smuggling drugs you know off-label drugs from mexico just to stay alive that Fauci wouldn't approve you know, in 1987, the first drug approved for AIDS was AZT, which was the most dangerous and most expensive drug that had ever been introduced. It was the most deadly drug we've ever introduced. And that's all they were allowing doctors to prescribe in spite of lots of cheap alternatives that were more effective. I remember hearing stories... Jeff, I remember hearing stories of people going outside the country to get medicine, and then when they would come back to the United States, uh, the authorities would seize it uh, when they flew into the country. Yeah, these were the drugs to stay alive. Yeah. the, The lesson was learned that there were, you know, millions of dollars made in COVID, we had some very safe and effective drugs, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, that doctors on the front line, like Pierre Corey, you testified before Congress saying, hey, you know, we're treating people and getting great results. Tony Fauci refused to look at these, and in fact, it vilified them. And now the CDC has come out and put ivermectin on the list of approved medications for COVID. But if you remember, you know, it was called horse paste. This is a Nobel Prize winning drug that's been taken billions of times. This is, you know, the same with hydroxychloroquine. Nothing to do with those drugs. Instead, the only drug that they would approve for treatment was remdesivir, which was so deadly. It was an Ebola drug that was too deadly to be used on Ebola. Nurses started calling it remdesivir instead of remdesivir, and did, this was the treatment. Did you uh, do you have any idea what his uh, net worth is? It went up. It, the last listed was twelve million. It went up five million during COVID. Uh, people are always asking me about his motive. And by the way, I'm sure it's about to shoot up now because you'll see him transfer into industry with the revolving door between our bureaucrats at the CDC and the FDA and the NIH and where they eventually land at Big Pharma. If you look at the billions of dollars that have been made on this, we realized Fauci wasn't the villain. He was the henchman. The people behind him that, you know, Bill Gates talks about the vaccines being the best investment of his lifetime. And it was. They made staggering returns. Wow. Uh, Let me ask you about China and the money that that, uh, Wuhan Labs got. Uh, Can you explain clearly to listeners uh, whether there was gain of function and how the money got there? And did he play a, a major role in it? 
Yeah, this has been, you know, Fauci is known to have been the highest paid employee of the U.S. government. So over 4 million employees of the U.S. government, and Fauci was the highest paid. The reason for that is in addition to his, his regular budget, the Department of Defense started funneling $2.2 billion a year to Fauci. And so he had two bosses, the Department of Defense, um, you know, the, this research in chemical weapons had been going on uh, since we brought these people over uh, the, from Japan after World War II. Finally, in 1969, when the uh, bioweapons became as effective as nuclear weapons in terms of killing people, Richard Nixon declared it illegal. The research continued. And then finally, Obama, you know, wrote a law saying no more, uh, an executive order, no more uh, gain of function research in the U.S. And that's when the Department of Defense shifted their money to Fauci, who funneled it to uh, Peter Dyschel at at, uh, the EcoHealth Alliance, who funded not just the lab in Wuhan, but numerous labs in the Ukraine and uh, in Georgia. And so when asked about this, they said they were doing vaccine research. You know, when Russia invaded Ukraine and said, hey, we have these bioweapons labs from the U.S. here in the Ukraine. He said, no, those are vaccine research labs. Well, you got to understand if you develop a bioweapon, you have to do that hand in hand with uh, research on vaccines. Otherwise, you kill your people as, you know, as quickly as you kill uh, the, the enemy. And so, yes, they're definitely doing vaccine research. I look at it and go, why not do vaccine research at Texas Tech, you know, Health Science Center? Why not do it uh, at, you know, where it was originally done at University of Chapel Hill? You know, the, the, you know, we need to be doing this in the Ukraine. It is so blatantly obvious, and it's the epitome of pure evil, and it's coming to light. Um, all right. How long is this movie? So we did it in four parts. Uh, the movie is up for free for people to see. Uh, they can. Uh, we we put this up previously for a couple of weeks. Had several million people see it. It was attacked over and over. They kept attacking our site. It was stunning. My tech team, what they did. They, you know, we were only taken down a, a few times. Now we've put the movie on Rumble so people can see it. Uh, if they, you can search for the real Anthony Fauci movie on Rumble, or you can type in uh, down dot com, and that'll take you right there. It's free to watch. Um, it's you know I've been shortlisted for an Academy Award for films. It, this is the film of my career that I'm most proud of. I think we did a beautiful job with it, and Bobby Kennedy is just stunning in it. If you just turned the radio on, Jeff Hayes with us, director of this uh, movie about phony Fauci. Uh, on the World Wide Web, if you go to therealanthonyfaucimovie.com, uh, you'll be uh, on the way to seeing this. Uh, when uh, Very quickly, because I'm, I'm running out of time, but when Rand Paul is debating with Fauci uh, in the Senate uh, and making the case that this was gain-of-function research, is there any way to prove 
what Rand Paul is saying? Is there anything in this movie that would help to seal the deal? Absolutely, and that's why it's so important that people uh, know about this. We had one Republican senator who uh, sent this film out to 35 other Republican senators. Uh, we need the people in power to have this, but we need, the country needs to know what happened and what continues to happen, or it's, you know, COVID was just the beginning. Jeff Hayes, thank you very much for being with us. Appreciate having you on board. Gary, thank you for having me. Without people like you, I would be playing in a vacuum. You know, we're banned everywhere, so thank you for, for having the courage to talk with us. Oh, we're glad that uh, you produced the movie and that it's out there. Thank you very much, Jeff Hayes. Uh, if you uh, want to see this movie, uh, get on the World Wide Web and go to TheRealAnthonyFauciMovie.com. TheRealAnthonyFauciMovie.com. All right, we're up against the clock, but uh, we got a lot of ground to cover in the next uh, half an hour. And, and uh, that includes the state of Illinois... Well, one city doing warrantless searches. And I think about Columbia when I read this. It's next on the Gary Nolan Show. It is 9.53. Glad to have you with us. Uh, we will at uh, 12 o'clock. Uh, no, not at 12 o'clock. At 11 o'clock. Uh, we will have uh, Kenny Zhu on the program to talk about what's going on in public schools. A uh, school uh, principal literally hid the, the students' academic awards in the name of equity. Like, uh, little Johnny didn't do particularly well in school, but Sally did real well. So we won't let Sally's awards uh, be known publicly. And it costs these students, too. Um, it, it just another reason uh, to hate uh, government-run schools. I'm going to tell you a little story, and this is true. This happened to me, oh, I'm going to guess uh, five or six years ago. I was running a condo uh, on the south side of Columbia. And after I'd been there for a year or so, I got a notice in the mail that the city wanted to come in and inspect the condo, looking for smoke detectors, I think, and CO2 detectors. And I objected. Uh, they they showed up with a, a representative of the uh, rental company, and I said, no, you can't come in. I don't want you in, and, I, and, I, and I'm rejecting you. Well, I, the rental company contacted me, and uh, they said it cost them money and blah, 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 and so I acquiesced and let them in. I made a mistake. So here, if you are a landlord... Uh, it, in, uh, I'm not sure if it's all of Boone County or just Columbia, but I, I'm pretty sure it's Columbia. If you're a landlord and the city wants to inspect your properties to give you permission to rent the properties, you don't have to put up with it. I, I If I had even thought about this, I, this, is, this is what I should have done. Um, because it happened in a, a city in Illinois. Um, it, it's a victory for the privacy of landlords and renters in Zion, Illinois. As the city has formally agreed to change its rental inspection laws to comply with Fourth Amendment protection against warrantless searches. And that's what it is. 
it was a warrantless search. They came into my house in spite of my not wanting them to, to inspect. And if, uh, you know, if, if the uh, landlord didn't comply, it was going to cost them money. So they contacted the Institute for Justice, and they took it to court, and they beat it. Uh, it looks like some of Zion's abuse of landlords and renters will end. The city folded uh, after they, they were sued, amending the law in April to change it so that the city can't find property owners if they or their tenants refuse an inspection. The city suggested it would seek administrative warrants to conduct rental inspections if needed. And then last week, uh, the plaintiffs and the Institute for Justice got another victory. Uh, a judge, U.S. District Court for the North District of Illinois, uh, signed a consent decree requiring the city to dismiss any fees or fines assessed because a tenant refused to consent to a rental inspection. The, uh, the order also says the city cannot require advanced consent for inspections as a condition of approving rental certification applications. So, if you're living in Columbia and you're tired of having the city come in and inspect the property you're renting, if you're a landlord who's got a tenant that doesn't want to be uh, inspected, you have a way out. You could take them to court. It is an illegal search. I hate the way they uh, micromanage life in Colombia. It's disturbing that they get away with this. And now, you don't have to put up with it. By the way, if you're interested, if you're a landlord or a tenant and you're interested, go to Reason Magazine, reason.com. And read the story. Oh, I would love to see you take the city to court. I'm almost sorry I'm not renting there. Just so I could take them to court. Because every little bit of freedom that you can scratch back and claw back is a victory for all of us. Hopefully somebody does that. Brian, I've got, what, uh, 45 seconds? We're out of time. We are out of time. Right. Sorry about that. Callers, hang on the line. We're going to get a news update. We're going to get back to you and uh, take your calls. Uh, and then uh, we'll talk about the uh, school principals uh, hiding the students' academic awards. That's at 11. All coming up on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.